Good afternoon, everybody. I hope they're doing well. It's Steph. Uh, it's day three in Miami. Just uh, girding my loins uh, for the conference that's coming up uh, next week. It's uh, 5.37. It's January 13, 2008. And oh, it's, been, uh, it's been very restful so far this break. For me, not for Christina. I mean, you can imagine. Uh, I mean, I'm really high maintenance at home, but on vacation? Oh, it's madness. It's madness. I'm like Pavarotti with a head cold. So, um... I wanted to respond to a listener request regarding the question of negative self-talk. Negative self-talk being, you know, you get mad at yourself or you say, oh, I'm such an idiot or why didn't I think of that or oh, I, I, I can't get anything organized or why is it that everything is so chaotic in my life or you get so mad at yourself and frustrated at yourself. And I think this is generally a little bit more true than uh, for women than for men, although it probably should be a little bit more true for men than for women, but we're just immune to that kind of stuff due to general pig-headedness. So I wanted to put a few tips across the waves, or the airwaves, the, <laughs> the internet tubes, to help you ease yourself out of this kind of self-attack. It's a form of self-attack or self-abuse, and if you've ever played... Sports and try to achieve a more than a rudimentary kind of competency, uh, then you probably know what this is all about. I certainly have had this in the various sports that I have worked at to master uh, from, from tennis to uh, so tennis to soccer to squash to um, whatever. Like you just, you, you, you try to make the shot, you, you, you flub it and you get mad at yourself and so on. And this occurs outside the realm of sports, but that's the one where I had to work in it the most. So, I wanted to pass along a few tips to help you um, sort of stop this. The first tip, or I guess the first way to re rephrase or reframe the self-talk when you have this kind of negative or critical self-talk is to, to say to yourself, uh, it's really bad, it's really bad, naughty and evil to have this kind of self-talk. No, wait, sorry, that's not right. Let me just check my notes here again. Ah, yes, here we go. The way that I managed to... to get rid of the worst aspects of this. And it takes time, but, but this was the approach that really helped for me, and I can share it with you, and hopefully it will help for you uh, as well. When I would get mad at myself for blowing a, a, a tennis shot or, or you know whatever it is, making a mistake um, that I considered foolish in, in some manner or another, is to talk about the tennis. So I'd, I would... Um, I'd, try and make a particular tennis shot and it would go into the net or go out or whatever and get mad at myself and say, oh, I can't believe I missed that shot. Well, one thing that illuminated that whole process for me and allowed me to start to turn it around was to picture the following and say, if I were coaching my child, is this the approach that I would take? I just to repeat that again. If I were coaching my child... Is this the approach that I would take? Or, to look at it slightly less subjectively, if I saw a man or a woman coaching their child in tennis and basically inflicting the running commentary on that child that I was inflicting on myself, what would I think of that coach, right? So if the child goes and tries to make a hit, the child misses the hit, and the coach or the dad or whoever... So he yells at the child, like, I can't believe you didn't get that shot. That was an easy shot. What's the matter with you? Focus. Concentrate, damn it. Well, I would say, what a tool. 
<laughs> right? Like I would be shocked and I would be appalled and I would be aghast at seeing a parent or a coach inflict that kind of verbal abuse on the child. And if, you know, this is, this is basically the, uh, the UPB principle, which is if it is wrong to verbally, to, to see a coach verbally abuse a child, then is it not also wrong for me to verbally abuse myself? Can I look at, sh- with shock and horror, somebody verbally abusing a child and yet feel that somehow I deserve the verbal self-abuse that I am susceptible, that I sort of inflict upon myself. And so, I can keep this relatively short, but I just wanted to put, put this idea out there that this can be an enormously helpful way for you to place this kind of stuff in perspective. And the reason that I use the child metaphor is that an adult can escape uh, or can choose voluntarily a coach, right? So if an adult is getting abused in this, verbally abused in this kind of manner, is getting yelled at or whatever, we understand that there's a pathology involved on the part of needing that humiliation or abuse on the part of the adult sports player. But these kinds of uh, uh, hypercritical self-attacks were inflicted upon us as children in various forms, which we then internalized as a way of controlling Right. And this is all in the RTR books. I won't go into, into too much detail here. But uh, it is a way of, of controlling the stimuli by inflicting it upon yourself. Right? So if you can inflict uh, pain upon yourself, you feel it's much more manageable than if somebody else is inflicting pain on you. So when you get infected with these kind of hypercritical conversations, uh, it's an internalization of an external voice or an external critical approach that was inflicted upon you when you were a child, right? So that's why uh, we, we are helpless in the face of our internalized critical voices. Right? Uh, the, the, the best that we can do is, is, is to fight them, right? Now, what I found hard in fighting these kinds of voices was that I confused them for things like uh, excellence. You know, this is why the, the cult of excellence is, is so... I'm so suspicious of it. I mean, it usually just means unpaid overtime. But also, it's so often used by assholes to attack other people. There's a, uh, in the film Magnolia, uh, Tom Cruise plays a sort of terrifying <laughs> kind of uh, uh, cult figure, uh, seduce and destroy. And uh, he, he, he yells at, at one person who's having problems getting something done in his organization, and he just yells at him, you know, what I want you to do is just do your job! And he just gets really mad at him. Uh, just do your goddamn job. And this idea that competence is, is a standard that you, you hold up, which you then use to abuse people who don't meet that standard, is a really dangerous one, of course, because what it does then is you say, well, I'm going to give up the criterion of excellence at the same time that I give up self-abuse, right? That's the trap that we fall into. If I'm not pushing myself to become better, that I'm just going to, you know, sit on my ass, grow fat, eat bonbons, watch soap operas or whatever, right? That that if I get rid of self-abuse, I get rid of the criterion of excellence or improvement and so on. And that again is just, that's, that's the for your own good lie that abusers use, right? That they wish to discharge their own tension and hostility by attacking their children 
and then they say when the children complain hey it's for your own good right i mean i, I just want you to be good at this sport you know it, it's okay if i'm a little tough with you and blah 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 right so we can't escape those internalized voices we can only challenge them right now there are certain aspects of ourselves that i think we need to be gentle with but there are certain aspects of ourselves particularly those which are infections of abusers the infections that have sort of been laid into us or or layered into our personality structure by through abuse there are certain aspects of ourselves that we need to be really gentle with and there are certain aspects of ourselves that we really need to be tough with and we need to be gentle with our vulnerability and we need to be very tough with our capacity for self abuse with these hostile voices right and uh that doesn't mean that you self abuse yourself for self abusing which is the other trap you know like i i can't believe i'm negatively self talking again my god when am i ever going to give this up when am i going to be able to drop this it's happening again is it never going to stop i'm never, right that's not the way that you would do it but if you saw somebody who was verbally abusing a child in this manner you know i believe you missed that shot that's a so stupid but then in the ideal world whether you do this or not i don't know but in the ideal world you would like to go up to that person and say that's not the way to talk to your child there's not there's not reasonable that's not productive that's not fair uh, that's not helpful uh, it's not about excellence it's about kind of humiliating him and so on and you wouldn't you know hit him with a tennis racket and 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 yell or anything like that but you'd like to be firm about the fact that it is completely unacceptable to deal with a child or to talk to a child in that manner and that's really what what we need to do with this self talk so when this sort of virus of self talk lands upon us and and it sort of starts shredding us on the inside this uh, negative self abuse self abuse negative is implicit then we just sort of need to sort of shake our heads and say if i heard somebody talking to a child like this would i consider that acceptable and the answer of course would be no and so i'm perfectly comfortable with and i think it's worthwhile getting comfortable with this i'm perfectly comfortable with negotiating with these inner voices i mean we we are an ecosystem of widely divergent perspectives i hope that in the future this may not be the case as much for humanity but we are um an ecosystem of multiple personalities or at least i am and most everybody that i know is who's honest about it and so you sit down you have this debate with yourself and you say okay that is not an acceptable way to talk to me right and you have this debate you can write this debate out you can have it out loud you can role play it with someone but you know bring this voice to life bring all the implicit criticisms out right you you can say to this voice how do you feel when i miss that shot and of course shame embarrassment impending attack all of this kind of stuff is the anxiety that's being managed by parents who do this to children and by yourself when you do this to yourself right but i think it's perfectly acceptable to negotiate from the standpoint or the from the position of strength with these inner voices but the first thing that you have to do is to stand up and to say this is not acceptable i would not um i would not countenance a parent talking to his or her child like this if i came home and saw my spouse talking to our child in the way that i'm talking to myself i would absolutely stop that i would have my spouse get help to avoid becoming that kind of condemnatory person or negative or hostile or destructive person and in the same way that we would leap to the protection of others when this 
abusive self-talk was being heaped upon them, or this abusive talk was being heaped upon them, we must leap and sternly and strongly to our own defense when this kind of infection flares up. And so to externalize it, to, to imagine that you were hearing somebody talk to their child in this way can be a very, very powerful way of clarifying what is going on with this negative and hostile self-talk. And um, it's okay to write it out. It's okay to have a debate with this inner voice and so on and learn to uh, sort of put it in its place and release the energies that it has for more productive things. So I mean, we, we pursue accidents because of pleasure, not out of fear of attack. If we don't achieve it, that's never going to get us anywhere other than uh, you know rolling down the hill towards this kind of self-abuse. So give that a shot and let me know what you think. But externalizing it, looking at it in the third person and protecting yourself in the way that you would protect a child in that situation is a really powerful and productive tool to start bringing this kind of uh, kinder approach to yourself about. So give it a shot and let me know what you think. I look forward to donations and I will talk to you soon.